The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Dr. Vic and you're listening to another episode here on The Mindful Experiment. So excited to have you on here as I had such a blast connecting with someone who has actually been on our podcast before but um, have a chance to interview and just chat and catch up with a great friend of mine, uh, Angelo Cisco. Um, he's been on the podcast before. I highly recommend checking out episode, I believe, 43, if I'm not mistaken. And I've been wanting to get him back. It was way long overdue. And it really, this is just, this is just me and Angelo having a conversation, connecting. I've known the guy for over 30 years, um, 30, probably pretty much all my life to, to most degree. Um, but, you know, the beautiful thing behind that is, and I get so passionate about this, I get really excited about this, is when I see people that I grew up with, people that I know, and being able to see them grow and evolve. I've seen them through, Angela and I went to high school together, we knew each other in grade school, and it's one of those things where being able to see his evolutionary process has been, it's just uplifting for me to see that because I know for myself what I've gone through and who I am and so forth and the changes I've made in my life. But then to see him go through all this and see him through all the different changes he's been through, it's just been absolutely amazing. And so just in case, if this is the first time you've, if you've been, if this is the first time listening to our podcast, uh, you know, background on Angelo really quick. On October 15, 2002, Angelo was involved in a hit-and-run motorcycle accident that changed his life forever. In an instant, he went from being a 20-year-old entrepreneur to someone fighting to save his leg and his way of life. After eight surgeries, two months in a hospital bed, five months of daily rehab, and encouraging news from his doctors that, that any kind of athletics is permanently out of the question, Angelo fell into a deep depression. In 2009, he discovered CrossFit and everything changed once again. He had a new focus. He had a new purpose. He lost 100 pounds, which catapulted a 10-year journey that he couldn't even imagine. During the 2010s, 2010 era decade, uh, Angelo opened up O'Hare CrossFit and O'Hare CrossFit Harwood Heights, consulted over 400 affiliate worldwide, affiliates worldwide, co-founded Lifestyle Nutrition and Conquer Athlete, became an international speaker on how to succeed as an affiliate owner, coached multiple CrossFit games, competitors, and so forth. Angelo's success in coaching and businesses gave him the confidence to build what he would consider his most important journey of them all, self-development in 2015. After years of deep inner work, reflection and growth Angelo titled his journey of self-discovery Alpha Hippie. In true Angelo Siskel's fashion he followed what inspired him and began sharing his message through his podcast Alpha Hippie and began mentoring other men on their path to self-discovery. In late 2019 Angelo realized he was with a crossroad in his careers. A choice had to be made and to stay in place of comfort or step into the identity that was calling him Alpha Hippie. Angelo chose to step fully into Alpha Hippie. In, in 2020, amidst the most unprecedented time in our recent history, Angelo removed himself from all business ventures that were CrossFit related, moved his new family to San Clemente, California, and partnered up with Marcus uh, Gersey to embark on a renewed, more focused version of Alpha Hippie. Alpha Hippie's mission is to help overwhelm men over 30 who are stuck in stress and burnt out, reconnect to their mission and rebuild their lifestyle so they can enjoy their free time again and get back to crushing it at work. Alpha Hippie shares the mere mission via their men's Facebook group, Be the Badass You Were Born to Be, the Alpha Hippie podcast and the program for men entitled Alpha Hippie Foundations. In his free time, Angelo loves to travel, eat great food and spend time with the people closest to him. And I know he's kicking butt and paddleboarding right now from when he was telling me before we got on the podcast. So um, this is a dear friend of mine who I'm very happy to share with you guys. Um, this is Angelo Cisco. 
we can Dude, just you see. know you know where I play. I play with uh, any sort of physical, mental, and spiritual uh, times, right? My with Alpha Hippie, you know, as far as our uh, what our program really does is it really focuses on overwhelmed men in their thirties. You know, really trying to connect to this vision of who they are. And and even for me, it was like, I woke up a year ago, two days before Santi was born, and realized that I was living what the 25-year-old me wanted and not the 35-year-old me, or more importantly, what the 45-year-old me would want. <laughs> and then I started having, you know, realizations about about that and then what the you know what the, you know it's 2020 or it's about to be 2020 where would I want to be in 2030 and just started thinking more about that and then you know this is where we are and so I mean anything along those worlds you know I play with some of the metaphysics or like the magic you know white magic I don't play with that black magic. <laughs> no manipulation only becoming you know and uh, so anywhere that you you would like to chat dude i'm i'm very open you know my um this time that i'm living in right now um it's my surrender experiment i have chosen to realize that that little soldato that wants to strategize and you know, make sure things are a certain way all the time was created from trauma, which means that it was created to survive. And although it has helped me on many levels and, you know, we can, you know, go back and forth as it's what's gotten me here. Um, I've chosen to surrender and it's a difficult surrendering. It's not very easy uh, to let go of that little soldier and thank him for his service. And then also to just be at a place where I am, um, where time doesn't exist, where schedules don't exist, you know, where all of that pressure doesn't exist, where me going, oh, I'm going to go on this so I could talk about this and drive traffic to this and all those sorts of things I've chosen to uh, surrender to. And then also, too, that was the, the biggest, um, you know, realization for me of my evolution. And then also, too, uh, helped me understand now more than ever having a partner like I have who's very astute with those things and helps me do, you know, uh, Marcus is my business partner. He just stepped out to go get a to go get a coffee shop. Um, he makes sure that I am doing the right things. The company is doing the right things. My wife helps me make sure that I am doing the right things. And the rest of the time, it's up for me to be. Love it. You know, yeah, and awesome. so I, I'm I'm ready to go. Wherever you you want to, man, I have uh, I'm very open. You know, it's um, I want to say yes more than when I say no because um, it's not that I'm afraid of saying you know yeah no or setting boundaries. I'm, I I believe I understand that. It's more about saying yes um, and not saying no because of past things or particular choices that I may have about certain things. Yeah. You know, to the small, to the small, like, uh, oh, you want a coffee? Yeah. Well, what kind of coffee are you getting, my <laughs> friend? I'll take whatever you're having. It doesn't need to be what I want yeah. all the time because this is what I've had for 20 years. I had a, what do you call that? I filmed nine hours or something on Saturday for the, uh, the training aspect of the program to go over the movements and teach everything. And everyone in the crew was getting a, a nitro uh, coffee, and I don't really do that. You know, I drink, uh, <laughs> I drink coffee. You yeah, know coffee. I mean? What's this nitro stuff? Yeah, right. Okay. 
And I said, oh, you know what? Get me a, get me a nitro booster. Let me see what happens. Yeah. And I had a great time, you know? And that's, um, that's how I'm living my life. You know, I eat pokey with my surfer friends and I hang out all day. And so the, the, the openness is something that I'm working on. That's why I usually, after my breathing or even someday during my breathing, um, I walk and I just go see the ocean to remind myself of how open and big the ocean is. And that's how I want to energetically be right now. Big, open, and welcoming, and not having any any taste about anything except the moment. And when you have that, you could find God in everything, you know? I couldn't agree with you more, brother. Yeah, I think we're we're already we're already rolling, so I'm just gonna go with it. Um, All right. You started with you know you brought up a great concept that it's you and I, even though we don't talk all the time, we're always on the same wavelength. It's really interesting, right? You're in a place of surrender. That's where I'm at in my life right now. I'm in a lot of surrender, letting go. Um, so hooked type a driver personality. This is how things have to be. We got to get to this level this time. And now I'm more like, let me just enjoy the moment. Forget everything else. I'm just going to enjoy what I have right here. Everything's going to play out the way it needs to. And it's that letting go. And I've been practicing that for about over a year now, and it's worked wonders. Um, But you brought up a really great point, something that I just became really well aware of not too long ago, and that is the survival mechanism built up from trauma, right? You know, being Italians, you know, you have certain parents in certain situations, certain everything that, you know, you you had to learn. You had your own survival mechanisms you had to develop. I had my own. And it was up to a certain point where I was like, why do I want to be this person? Why do I want to, you know, that's, I love when you said 25 year old mentality, not the 35 or even the 45. Um, I just, I'm smiling over here. Cause I'm like, it's just we're always on the damn same wavelength. We're usually roughly around there. Um, what was it that helped you realize that? Because I think a lot of times we get so caught up about where we think we should be or how we should be. And really it's not even us. It's not our desires. It's other people who are doing something. I know I've been down that rabbit hole too many times where I'm like, Oh, this is that person that's successful. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that's the math path that I need to go to be successful. And then, you know, over time it doesn't happen. You're hitting roadblocks or you do get there, but then you realize, and this has happened to me, I got there. And then I was like, this is not what I want. This is not me. Um, how'd that, how did that become to actualization for you? Whew. Man, this is what a what an amazing question. So what I what I began really studying and um you know at first it was just for fun. There was a guy coming to my gym and he's a Lutheran pastor. And uh I said, you know, I'm Italian. I grew up uh, you know, doing the whole thing, kneeling, stand, sit, eat my communion, running through the whole gambit of sacraments. I said, how about this? Though? How about I read the New Testament and every time I finish, I don't know what they're called, like a chapter or like Matthew or whatever. Yeah. You and I get coffee and we talk about this. And I want to learn uh, what or who Jesus was as an adult without the rules that go along with being Catholic. I said, I just want to learn what it is. And so I read the majority of the, the New Testament in twenty end of 2018, early 2019. And this beautiful pastor, his name's Dave McGinley. He runs on Trinity uh, by uh, Narragansett and North Avenue. And he would meet with me and we would talk about it. And um, when you really uh, look at Jesus, he wasn't doing anything. He was being Jesus. And so I started thinking about this. Wow, okay, he was being Jesus. And Buddha was being Buddha. So the highest level of expression is not doing, it's being. And then when you think about what we are, is we are human beings, not human doers. And so um, 
I began developing a pattern of understanding is there's A to B and then there's B to C. A to B is non-doer to doer. You become there's not enough to good enough. Okay. And that's a very important transition, right? That takes you out of that total survival technique, right? That pure animal that we all start at. I and mean, it's a part of us. And if we do not accept that and understand that, I think we're, we're really missing the boat. And then I said, okay. And then there's a point where you go from doer to being. And that is the highest vibration. That's really what abundance is. That's where there's more than enough. And so I said, man, okay, Jesus, there was more than enough. And one of my favorite stories is something along the lines of Jesus is walking with the, the apostles. And I don't know which one. <laughs> and I don't remember, but I remember this story very distinctly. And he sees these crowd of people. And Jesus goes, come on, guys, we're going to go feed all these people. And one of the that one, one of the apostles goes, well, we don't have enough food. And Jesus sort of, like, slaps him, not slaps him, but verbally slaps him. He goes, haven't you seen what I've been doing? There's more than enough. Let's go. And then all of a sudden you hear the story of Jesus, you know, all turning all the loaves into bread. And, and then you start realizing that the Bible, you, you know, if you take it literally, you don't, hey, live your life. Yet you start realizing that Jesus' Jesus's vibration was from a place of more than enough. And Jesus was a being, not a doer. And then I started looking at my influences. And nothing against these men. I think they're wonderful at getting you to be a doer. But guys like Gary Vee that are telling you to stay up 14 hours a day and, and be a doer. And, and there's no time to sleep. And you should have your phone attached to you. That takes you from out of A to B. But what it really doesn't do is it doesn't take you to abundance because it is still a form of scarcity, right? Totally. Still, that's it. It's like a, it's like a trick. And so we have this mentality, or I once carry this mentality where, you know, get up at four and do all the things and you, you, you power through it and you do it and you have your schedule. I get that. And then, I also got to a point where I realized that I I choose to live abundantly. There's more than enough time, right? And then I uh, was fortunate enough to go to London last year, and they have a beautiful park, Hyde Park, and I love to walk around parks with my wife. And inside Hyde Park, there was this Indian, uh, there's a zoo. I love the zoo. I love looking at animals. And they're, they're very proud of the Indian lion exhibit that they had. I didn't even know there were lions in India. Anyway, so we go to the zoo and we're walking around and I could stare and read all the factual stuff for hours. The lion sleeps 20 hours a day on average yeah. and is up four hours. So when you think about the lion, it doesn't even matter if you are a human being or an animal, land animal. Without saying a word of your language, we know that they are at the very top. Right? Oh, the, whole, the whole organization, right? The whole system <laughs> knows that these guys reign supreme. Yet, they are parasympathetic or sleeping for 80% of their day. So what does that say to the rest of the world and, the, and to everyone else's is that they operate from a place of more than enough. Their vibration is so abundant and strong. The intensity that they are able, the frequency that they're able to bring outweighs the necessity to be like this. And so I was like, man, 
Why can't I do that as a human being? And then when you think about Jesus, when you think about Buddha, these amazing beings that were able to bring an intensity frequency with them, they they were just focused on the vibration. And so I started thinking about that more and more and started realizing that that is the choice we can make as adults. And it's scary because what it does is, is the thing that got you from A to B, let's just call it a hammer because that's what it usually is, yep. is not the thing that's going to get you from B to C. And more than likely, that hammer that you not only learned to love, you learned how to use it extremely well. And people walk up to you all the time and tell you how awesome you are with your hammer. And you may even have the financial success and all that stuff, yet you're exhausted. You have bags under your eyes because you're swinging this hammer all the time. And you don't realize that you're a voodoo child now, that you could stand up next to a mountain and chop it down with the edge of your hand, like the lion does. You think the lion, the lion sleeps 20 hours a day. Go ahead, Jackal. Go steal my <laughs> food. I'll be up soon enough. Yep. You, you lazy zebra drinking <laughs> from that uh, river over there. Don't you worry. I'll be up soon enough, and we know what's going to happen to you. Right. And so I, I really started embodying that understanding that about myself and um, understood that for a lot of people, they get caught in that, that more than good enough, but not more than enough vibration. And that's the real trap. To me, that's where the devil really hides because the A to B, I get it. You you want to survive. But then, what are you doing? You know, you're getting stuck in there, right? Because we get stuck in there, and that's where the devil really gets you in that middle area, that middle 80%. That bottom 10% is just trying to, you know, for me, I was a poor, not poor, but, you know, I wanted to make $100,000 a year in Melrose Park because I thought, man, my parents fought all the time about money. If I made a hundred grand, I would make it. I would be the, the guy. Yep. Right. Yep. And so I get it. I get it. Make that hundred grand. Okay. Go figure that part out because now you're not worried about paying your bills. You may even have a nice looking car. Your house has the, the you know, the, the basic stuff. Yeah. Yet the constant pursuit of that's going to drive you into the ground and or drive you crazy in your relationships. And this is my experience. Yep. This is my experience. And I started just really simmering on that more. And then I began realizing that in order for me to be the father that I chose and I really wanted to be and be the husband that I really wanted to be in order to, to take on all the roles that I wish to take on as a man and not let the ball drop in any of them. I must learn to be abundant and create an abundant frequency because I do not wish to be the man at 60 that is very successful in my business life or my work life and then give a speech about how much my family had to sacrifice yeah. or have children that don't love me. Yep. Couldn't handle that story. And so here we are. I love it, man. I always love the lion story. 20 hours. Sometimes they'll sleep 24. I'm like, they do it for the day, but they're good. They don't need it. Right. <clears throat> and it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I, I learned a principle when I was in chiropractic school called the be do have. Right. And I don't know if you ever heard of it before or not, but it, it's one of the things where, um, but in society and you were kind of saying this, you know, the doers and the, you just hammer, just hammer away like crazy. We do the have, do be, have this to do this, to be that. And the problem is it's, it's you, you become, you live in this like hamster cycle, running the wheel all day long. And you were saying you can get the hundred thousand, right? Merle's park. That's why maybe it was a Merle's park thing. I don't know. Cause that's how I grew up too. family talk about money. They see people with money. They would praise them in a sense. You can see the energy changes in them. And I was always like, 
okay, that's success. All right, done deal. But then you start to see successful people. I got to meet successful people and you see the chaos in the relation, in the relationships or they're getting multiple divorces, whatever that reason may be. But I, you know, lack of energy to a certain region loses energy and it loses its physical holdness to it. So you start to see the imbalances or the burnouts and stuff like that. And you're like, this is not the life I'm living. No way. Ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you, you know, I know you do some stuff with men, especially in their thirties. Why are men so lost? What's, what's going on with the male figure right now? That's, you know, I'm seeing it on a health side. We're seeing a lot of, um, you know, you see, uh, erectile dysfunction, which is an imbalance in hormones. The reason why you have that we're seeing to get lower and lower into the early thirties now. And we're seeing men just lose, you know, so much on so many levels. And for me being in the health aspect, I'm seeing it. I've been seeing it for the last three years and it's just getting worse and worse. But in your world, what, what's going on? Why is this happening? And so much more. Do you want to talk about erectile dysfunction or the 30s? I have a theory about both. Let's go to both. We got time. Let's do it. All right. So for I, well, here you go. You ready? This is my theory on erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction is both an emotional and physical problem. Okay? We can't avoid this. You say it's physical. We try to make it only physical. You're taking the drugs. You're t- and taking the Viagra, and so you're trying to outsmart the emotional and and mental challenges, and that's not the answer because that only leads to more drugs. And we see we have seen what pharmaceutical long term could do for people. And let's just be honest here: you're giving your Schwantz a heart attack <laughs> to stand up. I mean, that's really what's happening with these drugs. It is like break break oh, yeah. it down. You're, Massively increased circulation to the area. Yep. Okay, let's call it what it really is. Yeah. You're creating a tourniquet. You know. <laughs> Thanks for the visual. So for, yeah, yeah. But for, first, first and foremost, um, I really believe that um, one emotionally we store trauma, fear, and shame in in that area of our body. And shame is uh, at an all-time high in the world, yet as I would say shame is, uh, falls into more of a masculine or men, men grouping of how they would define feelings. Yeah. Mostly men have shame, and shame usually gets acted out by anger or aggression or what most people would categorize as toxic masculinity. That's usually how it comes out, right? Yeah. Sounds about right, yeah. And so, yeah, and so... First and foremost, what a lot of men have done is they don't know that they're men. That's first. We do not, in this modern age, they're one. Our fathers did not teach us or even tell us one day that we were men or have real ceremony to get us into there. We didn't know that we were men. Many cultures at 12, you left the women, you learned duty, responsibility, and after you passed the trials and tribulations, you came back to your village and you knew without, you knew that you did what it took to be a man. And so we don't have that, whether if you had a father in your life or you didn't, which then creates this dependency. That we have little boys inside inside of us that are searching for a daddy to give us that validation. So then we develop a dependency because we're relying on the external to tell us that. And anytime you are using the external to validate yourself, to be the pure validation, not that we don't want it, yet if we need it, We are not able. That's the biggest thing. I want my wife to think I'm the coolest thing since sliced white bread. I want everyone listening to this to think I'm the man, right? But do I need it? Absolutely not. Big difference. And when you need it, you develop this dependency. And that's what, you know, most of what our program really is, is about helping men in their 30s 
get clear on their, their lives and who they really want to be, maybe for the first time or for this mid-30s and later's life that they weren't sure because they were just running around in their 20s making mistakes. This is also my hypothesis on why you don't have much about Jesus in this younger life. Anyways, so <laughs> that's, that's first men, uh, mentally, is we don't know we're men. And then we have a lot of shame, that. Second, big boys don't cry, right? We're, we're, we're literally taught from a cultural perspective to take our emotions and not feel them. Well, here's the deal. Emotions are felt, which means they're physical, which means your mind is only a transmitter of what you're feeling. And if you can't express it, you store it. And where do you store fear and shame? In your genitalia. So that's the mental, social part. Now, physically, and this is why we've upgraded our program for men, our foundations program, with a training program. And what we don't, we don't even call it a training program. We call it a movement practice. Through much of my training and development as a, as a coach and strength and conditioning coach and CrossFit coach, I've really come to understand that um, our feet have been really misused due to socks and shoes and this whole world that we are not really understanding really good operations of the feet. And so when your feet are overly ducked out and you're not using them properly and you're not walking properly, the pelvis and the hips lock down in order to create stability for your body. And so because my foot isn't stable enough when I take a step, my body goes upstream first to the knee and then to the hips and pelvis. Now, God bless your knees all you want. Your hips and pelvis are way stronger. So your body's just trying to go to the best survival solution that it can. So now, if my feet are not, I cannot use my feet for stability. I go to my pelvis and hips. So instead of my pelvis and hips being fluid like a really good dancer, they're in locked up positions because they are serving as pure stabilizers. Now, don't get me wrong. They are stabilizers, but yet they should be flexible stabilizers, right? Like someone that dances well. And the reason that they could dance well is more than likely they have great stability in their feet. They're able to be balanced, um, not focused purely being on their heels. They're able to move lightly through space. And that is why men also have, in my opinion, also have erectile dysfunction is because they move so poorly. They're so disconnected from the, the whole mechanism of outside edge, ball of foot, big toe, using the big toe to drive your weight forward, how the big toe is really connected to your glutes anyway. So those are the people in the strength and conditioning world saying, what are you saying? And what about the posterior chain? Do me a favor. Push through your big toe and tell me how your hamstrings feel. They'll light up like you've never seen before. And so it's this whole mesh of emotional, mental storage, not being able to communicate and express your feelings, not being taught, not being able to, being shamed if you do. And then you accompany that with physical challenges then you have erectile dysfunction. And so that's really where I'm at with it from just from an ED perspective. And that's what, that's a big part of our program, even though I don't say that because who's raising their hand going, hey. yeah. it's me. People are glad to wear the mask now to go to CVS and pick up their Cialis prescription so no one knows who they are. They put on the Ricky Henderson Oakley's they put on their face mask and they're walking out of there anyway incognito. So true. So true. Now you bring okay. up some good points, man. I mean, definitely the emotion, it'll shut down the sacral chakra, root chakras, and, and it stagnates that energy. And, you know, just for the listeners, when you stagnate energy, it doesn't mean because that energy becomes stagnant, you get 
for a male, you get ED. Um, it could be a plethora of other things, but it plays a, it, it could play a huge role in that. And then you brought up the whole thing with the kinetic chain and all that. I mean, fascia, and what we understand about fascia right now is that there's a massive emotional component to the fascia of the muscles. And that, that, what does those emotions play a role? What does shame play a role on the fascia? Um, obviously, it's going to put it in a survival type mode. It's going to throw off the chain. But then why certain areas versus others? Sometimes I, I just chalked it up to the human um, as being that individual experience for them. But uh, yeah, I, I could agree. I could see where uh, those things play a, a massive role. And then you can also even get into the chemical. I can go all day on this, but it's one yeah. of those things, man. I think you're, 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 on, you're on something when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, and, and you brought up a great point. And it's funny, I, I was reading something about six months ago, eight months ago, I forgot the name of the book, but it was talking about how men don't have a ceremony. And I, I think that's so critical. I even looked at it and I was like, huh, interesting. I got to look more into this because I, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have a, no one challenged. I didn't know that uh, I was just thrown into the world and this is, I had to figure things out and made a lot of mistakes, made a lot of messed up so many times, but um, it got me where I'm at today. I'm very happy about that. But at the same token, it's like, I look back and I'm like, I wish someone taught me that. Make it so much easier, right? Go through what, yeah. and you said, you brought it up. Other cultures do it. I can't think of some off the top of my head, but they're, they'll take them out like on a, 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 a trip or a year or something like that. And they put them through a very regiment, strenuous process and they have to overcome it somehow or go live in the jungle for a certain period of time and come back and, you know, we'll teach you the basics of what you need. And then you got to figure it out and come back. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of what the ceremonies, um, or not so much the ceremonies, the, the trials, should we say, um, Spartans called it a gogi. A lot of indigenous have a different name, sort of depending on what you are. They're really rooted around two main things. I spent a lot of time studying this, especially too, because I have a son. And I wanted to create some sort of process. Now, granted, my son's 11 months old. He doesn't, you know, we're not there yet. And you know, so I spent some time studying this. And then also, too, what you learn is boy to man transition. The main things are to learn how to develop a connection with your intuition. And also how to be resourceful. They're all rooted some way, shape, or form on how to learn how to trust you and how to be resourceful. And when you think about what you're doing is, is you're learning how to learn your soul and intuition. So you develop an internal compass versus relying on an external compass, which I in my program and on the podcast, I call daddy syndrome, <laughs> right? Cause that's what you're looking for is this daddy. And when you're looking outside for anything, you are at, you are fragile. And then this ability to be resourceful allows you to have the ability to step into the unknown courage, if you yeah. will. Yeah. I mean, that's what resourcefulness really is, is once you are, more um, trusting of your resourcefulness, you are more courageous to step into the unknown. So if you, you for me, you want to give me uh, a man, uh, a man, I would want him to be in touch with himself, resourceful and open. Yeah. Right? If you could teach a, a boy these three things, the rest of it will reveal himself. What he does the rest of his life, what his purpose is, he will find it. He will know how to step into it and he will be open to the possibilities it could bring. And that's really what you want. You know, you have a man, there's challenges. You want him to trust his gut. You want him to be open to what others are saying and you want him to be able to be resourceful and courageous to problem solve and actually lean into the challenge versus lean out. And then everything else will have its way to... to It'll figure it out on its own. Yes. Yeah, totally. And I agree with 100%. I mean, and when you look at the males today then, I, I can totally see there, you know, as you brought up some things, I, I was raised this way also where don't show emotions, right? That's weak. Can't be expressing that. 
Um, you know, um, looking at, you know, trusting your intuition, men are more left brain dominant, which we're more logical. We're more, uh, I want to see black and white. This is what matters, right? That's, that's just typical male. Uh, not all males are like this, but most males are. And so you get there, there it is that can lead up to it. And then Americans, I don't know if we have a history of doing anything like that teaching how to trust your intuition, how you know, be resourceful. Tony Robbins will say, you got to create value. You got to be great value. You got to do things like that. Um, but I like, I like, I like it in a different way. How you bring it up more courage, being able to step into that. I like to say the darkness, if I have to twist it in my words a little bit, you know, yeah. you're able to go into the darkness and say, Hey, I'm going to, I can trust. I got the tools here. I can go in. I know I'm going to be fine. I can trust here. I'm good. Yeah. And that's, that's really what we're seeing in, in our program and the conversations that I'm having is men are overwhelmed in their thirties because now they are fathers. Now they are more leaders, right? They're, they're looked at yeah. as a man now and this role that they are in, they are going, well, what am I even supposed to do or who am I even supposed to be? Because I don't even know who I really am. I've been chasing women. I've been drinking. I've been doing all these things that people do in their 20s. I'm guilty of it, right? And yet not knowing what, you know, because when you're in your 30s, you see that 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 becomes not so attractive anymore. Hopefully it does. No. And um, for some, it doesn't. And hey, I wish you the best on your journey. And then you start seeing those things, right? Not being so attractive. And then what? Because you don't know now. You don't know what to do. Right? You don't know. And that's, um, and that's really what, you know, my work is really stewarding, you know, and um it's where I'm the most called to serve and, and at this period of time as a, as a guide and teacher. I love it, brother. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's uh, you know, they always say in your 20s, you're just going to do whatever, you know, you're going to live your life in your 30s. You try to figure things out. And by the time you get to 40, you should have a stride. You should have momentum. You should have things kind of situated. No, here's my path of what I'm creating. And not saying for the rest of your life, but that's usually 40s, early 50s is where you're, you're, you're at a peak. You're getting to that peak. Not saying that, <clears throat> excuse me, you can't have your peak in your 60s or 70s either, but it's, it's, it's from a spiritual side. You know, the, the, the seventh chakra opens up around 42. Now you're fully let you, you have the opportunity to fully let the light flow and be able to express who you are, what you are and the mission and the purpose of why you came to human, why did you become, why did you reincarnate to be human to share not only, not only to learn, but also to share your light to the world, which is much needed. I agree, dude. I, um, I, I feel like 40 is the number because physically you still like, you may not be who you are at 25 yet. We're seeing people in their late thirties, early forties do phenomenal be physically amazing. Yeah. You have wisdom, right? That means you finally have experience. And then also, too, you probably have the most vast resources or network or finances, right, available. It's like the apex of all of them. When I'm 60, I might have more money, but I probably will not be able to do the things that I could do today physically as well. Not that I'm not going to do it. But you know what I mean? Just where they all intersect is at this point in time. And men are seeing that and feeling that. And then they're not even knowing what to do or even how they even could take all of that and even create the life that they really want and or be really clear on it. And so, uh, yeah, our program serves as a connection clarity device and support you know that's another thing is support of men that really want this lifestyle you know uh, i'm sure this goes to no surprise for you uh you know because you've done so much amazing work and your books and the conversations you just had you probably have on a day-to-day basis with being in the office as well is um this idea of true brotherhood true support Right, because love is um, 
love is a kiss and love is a slap. It, love has no true form. And we, we sometimes need um, more feminine energy, nurturing love. And then sometimes we need that brotherhood stand up and, and I'm with you. Let's do this love. You yeah. are bold and you are bold and courageous, right? We need, we, we, we require both, right? It's not always just about placating me and rubbing my head, telling me everything's okay. And a big bowl of pasta. No, sometimes <laughs> you need, you need the other one. Yeah. Um, making sure that we have places in our life that we have good versions of both is really important. And uh, for me, and, and I know for you, because I've known you the majority of our lives, is um, I grew up, and I venture to say you grew up with the nurturing side being covered. Check that box. Our mothers were these warm, beautiful nurturers. And then our fathers... Um, did not show up as divinely, you know, or with as much divinity in the masculine because they didn't know. And then I'm not, this isn't a shooting down my father's show kind of deal. Yet, if you were taught toxic forms of it, that is all you know how to talk to yourself with and or other men. Yeah. Right? And the toxic form is, you know, rage, bullying, violence, instead of that calm, you could do this. I know you could do this. I'm with you no matter what. Yeah. You know, be you, and we're still going to do this. Yep. Go cry. We're still going. Yep. I love you when you cry. We're still going. Yep. Don't not cry, right? And, um, and that's a real big part, too, you know, for, for the program and what we're we're creating is not only helping men connect and clear, uh, but this idea of having divine masculine support and knowing that. And I know without a doubt, I hate to be binary like that and say like very black and white with things because very rarely is. But I know without a doubt, many men are lacking that support. Massively. Hey. Yes. I mean, I work <clears throat> in my work, I, I see it all the time, not all the time, but a majority of the time. And you can see it where they don't have that. Um, my coach, my, he, he, he's part of a group of men that they, it's all about that and doing their thing. And he'll share stories of, you know, you need that men need to be able to share. He goes, you got guys opening up, talking about things that, um, you know, they're like, I thought I had no one, or I thought I was alone. I bet you hear this all the time. Right. And then you're like, wow, I have, we're, we're, we're together on this. We got you, we got this, you know? And, and I know for you, for me, that was one thing I had to learn how to create my own support system on my own. And it was, uh, you know, so when someone came around and said, Hey, remember, I'll never forget it. He, he has the biggest impact. In, well, at the beginning of impact in my life was the president of my school. When he looked at me, took me out to lunch. Here I am. I'm just a kid from Marlowe's park. I don't have any of the connections. I'm not, an Olympian uh, from Jamaica who one of my buddies who was able to get me connected with him or a couple of these other people. And he looks at me and I'm talking to him and all of a sudden he's just like, you have a massive vision. He's like, and again, me, I'm seeking outward, right? Instead of believing in myself. Now I don't need that. I, like you said, I don't need any, it's nice. I would love everybody to love it, but I don't need it. You, everyone could hate me for that matter. And I'd be like, that's fine. I'm still living my purpose no matter what. And, um, but it was that moment where, he just looked at me and said, you know, uh, all of a sudden, like, you have this vision. Don't ever lose it. And it was the first time anyone ever told me that a lot of the things I believed in was actually getting support. So for all the men out there, it is very critical and very, you know, something to, and for all the listeners, I know you've heard me many times in my podcast, if, you're new, if you've been the follower for a while, um, I didn't have the greatest support. So it's one of those things to what you're doing, I commend you for. And I think men um, need that more than ever. Uh, with that, because, you know, a lot of them don't get it. I mean, I remember uh, I was talking to someone um, and we were talking about how, as your father, somebody was saying, you have an Italian dad. Do you ever say he love you? I was like, eh, he may have, but he doesn't, it, it's never been that sincere heart centered, like, hey son, I just love you. I want to let you know that. Or, hey, you know what? I'm proud of you. And 
Um, it took a long time for me to get to that point where I didn't need it anymore. I tell my wife, it'd be cool to hear it, but it's not like I need it, you know? Uh, but it's one of those things. So again, like I said, just commending that and trying to help share that, you know, this is something that a lot of men need in a lot of ways. So I appreciate the work you're doing, brother. Dude, man, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. This is, um, this is, a, a you know, a, the, the time that we're living in too, we're seeing uh, very chaotic times and when you do not have, when there's, a lack of stability. There's that means the the world has a lack of divine masculine energy. And I'm not saying that it should all be from men. Yet I'm saying that the majority of it, if you really look at it, will it should be coming from, you know, us knowing ourselves better and that just flowing right through everything that we do through our relationships and to our work and being able to create that more calm, stable frequency will balance out the external instability. It just, I mean, it's just how it goes, right? Or harm. I don't want to say balance because that's kind of the wrong harmonize. Yeah. Harmonize or synchronize or coherence or, you know, one of those. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's for me what what we're really after and doing because when you are in that space as a man, um, a lot of the the jealousy, the, the toxic parts that we see of our uh, of our fellow brothers, um, no longer needs to be exhibited because you are not. Um, there is no need to do those things when you are in your truest self you have very little desire to do them i mean i and 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 i'm talking all the way down to the smallest stuff like um even for me i'm very open to speak about my experiences like masturbation like this overuse (laughs) of this thing like thinking right like this numbing life right the the need or you know to distract yourself and all of these other things you wind up taking on you know divine masculinity which is what most people would understand as um very godlike because that's when you when you think of god and the way they, they write a lot of it in the bible is this calm stable you know i like to call it like lighthouse figure it's not chasing you it's not telling you to come to shore, yet it's always showing you the way, and it's always there. It's ready when you are, and yet at the same time, it doesn't chase you or give you that impatience or, you know, ugh, that. It's just here. Here I am. I am open for you when you are ready. And then all those other things that uh, we use from, like I said, uh, masturbation, alcohol, even um the over-reliance on watching of sport, which yeah. I I must say um, has been one of my favorite times of COVID for people to, for men to really experience that they have spent, um, they have used sport to create heroes and other people instead of themselves. And they've taken so much time to numb themselves uh, to watch an entire or may, uh, back-to-back sporting events. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't enjoy sport. It's just what I'm saying is, is what, how are you using it is the most important thing. What does it really represent? If you like football, watch football. I'm all about it. Yet if this is your, if your fantasy team and taking your whole Sunday away from your family and then Saturdays for college and then you are consumed by football, it is, it is a drug. It is no different than the person that's doing cocaine. You are numbing in the same addiction-like behavior your nervous system takes it the same way believe me when i tell you right like all the chemicals it's the same release totally it is it's, it's a dopamine response you're you're addicted to the dopamine short-term fill yeah 
And so this is, um, we've never had such a great opportunity to grow as men. Like if we wanted a ceremony, we wanted a trial and tribulation. Well, 2020, amidst all of these things that are happening, every day there is a new, beyond just the, 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 there's like the COVID blanket, and then there's these other things that keep happening. And uh, we have, um, this is our ceremony, this is our, our trial that we are able to use this time as. And if we look at it that way and we seek the help and we seek the guidance that we will come out of this, because don't get me wrong, that's what makes us human, is that we are able, we are the best adapters ever. You name it, we figure it out. That's why the prefrontal cortex You know, we might not be able to run like that leopard and cheetah, but that prefrontal cortex is why we're here. And that's why the T-Rex is getting dug up. (laughs) It's true. It's true. We're the only species in the world that has a prefrontal cortex that could allow us to separate and differentiate from the others. And that's why we're one of the most, you know, if you look at nature, just look at nature, right? The lion, you brought up the lion, or you can look at a jaguar, you can look at... Uh, what other animals out there, you know, a shark or whatever. How is it that we reign the world when from a physical standpoint, an instinctual standpoint, they dominate us? No chance. Power of the mind, right? Power of what yeah. we can create and do. And I think that's, uh, that's a huge point in many levels. Yeah, man. And so, what a, what a, you know, this is a chaotic time. And, and let's be real here. There's for the high levels of beauty, there's high levels of fear. I experience them. I feel them, all of it. And yet not being paralyzed. It is paralyzed by it. It's really the dance. Yeah. And I think, you, you know, that's one thing that when, when COVID started coming around and it was one of the things I started harping on this podcast about fear and mindset and don't buy in and all this. But then we started turning the message of what you were talking about is what's the silver lining? What's this here to teach you? right? You're getting stripped away of distractions. It was a beautiful thing, right? Sports. How many people, I could not, the amount of people complaining about not having sports was interesting to see on Facebook on certain things. It also gave me an opportunity to clean up my Facebook feeds a little better. But one of the things was, is that you, you had, you know, the kids weren't at school if you had kids or you were working from home. If you had that opportunity, then you didn't have, you know, um, you have no sports. You can't go to concerts because concert, you know, going to sports is one thing. Con- you, we always look outside to entertain ourselves instead of entertaining within. Uh, I joke around now with my wife once in a while, and you brought up some good points earlier of like, you know, about what you did in your 20s versus now in your 30s, right? And the things that were really cool or caught your attention in your 20s, by your 30s, it shouldn't be the same. It should change. It should evolve. And I always look, I go, we live very boring lives in certain ways. She's like, we're not boring. I'm like, it's not that we're boring. I go, we live a purposeful life. We do what we like, but we're more simple. In other words, I go, change the word boring to simple. I'm like, then we, we enjoy our life. Don't get me wrong. And we're very happy with our life, but it's very interesting how more simplistic it has become. And so when COVID came, we were like, this doesn't interfere us where other people were like, Oh, we can't do anything. There's nothing to do here. I can't do this. And that was my cue. Like, discord discoherence you're disconnected with yourself and that gave a lot of people opportunity to have that way to reconnect if they took it because i don't know Ange, if we're going to get another time like this um viruses come and go they'll show another one's going to show up as always um but to this level i I don't know it'll be interesting this is uh if anyone has ever wondered what taking a psychedelic is like, <laughs> this, this, this is it. This is it, just quite a bit drawn out. Yeah. <laughs> it, is a, you, it is a layer and layer upon layer of exposure of what you have not faced and have not been working on. And how you treat other people is a great reflection of just how you've been treating yourself. Yeah. And uh, what an opportunity. I'm so grateful that we um, are living in this time for myself to grow as a man. 
and then um, such an opportunity that um, so grateful that I have an opportunity to help other people during this time. Love it. You know, it's it's so amazing to live it and experience it as Angelo demand, and then be able to guide and teach as Angelo, the teacher and father and, and all of these things. And um, I'm looking at this as this one beautiful opportunity. And that's why also too, we, um, we moved to California amidst all of this. I was just going to bring you that know? up. Yeah. It's uh, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we embrace the chaos um, during, you know, why wouldn't we just keep chaotic and do what we want to do? <laughs> yeah. And you did it right in the midst of it all. I mean, and that's the thing I appreciate about you so much. You're, you're someone who sees us and does it and do, you know, you're, you're going to make the declaration. You're going to go and follow through and you're going to do it. But at the same to token, I appreciate you as a leader because a lot of times people, they talk a big game and they don't follow through. And I know some of those leaders and well, used to know some of those leaders. And it's one of the things where you're like, no, I teach people how to be, be men to become men. What did you do? The darkness is here. And you just fucking jumped right in and went deeper and said, we're picking up and we're moving, selling things and getting, you know, whatever with the biz here. And I'm moving out to California and we'll figure things out as it goes. I knew you had a plan because I know, I know I've known you for just a little bit, but it, 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 to see you go through that in that journey, dude, it's, it's just, it's awesome. So. Yeah. Thank you. It's been, um, it's all the feelings and I've never felt more joy. I've never, I have never cried more tears of joy and tears of fear. Um, than I have in 2020. Yeah. And to me, that is what living really is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And you're connected. I mean, I can relate to the crying. I know when I moved first out to Arizona, there was a lot of that. Pluses and minuses, you know, joys and, and, and fear. Same thing. And I thought I was all done with it. And then I moved to Dallas to go to chiropractic school. Same shit, man. Showed up even again. And I was like, what the hell? So <clears throat> it's one of those things to... Um, be open and real and, and accept. And I think, again, like you, you've reiterated many times, it's all part about being a man that we weren't taught growing up. Yeah. I, uh, how do I say this the best way that I can is, um, I, that's why it's alpha hippie. You know, I, um, we do all the things that most men would categorize as men and yet not at the expense of feeling all the feelings. And that's, what's really important. I cry and I still go lean into it. Right. And, um, and it's really just understanding that, uh, Going to do it out of love is such a better fuel source than going to do it out of anger or fear of being uh, shamed. Yeah, feels so much better. Yeah, you don't you don't get burned out, right? And and you have that infinite fuel. Mm hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Um. So, how can people find out about your program or get connected and what you're up to and what you're doing and everything? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so wonderful. <laughs> so uh, we have a Facebook group for men uh, that's called Be the Badass You Were Born to Be. Originally, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be, be the Chingon. But not many people know uh, Chingon. Yet yeah. when my wife tells me that I'm Chingon, I stand up a little bit taller. I'm 5'9", usually. When she tells me I'm Chingon, uh, maybe 5'11". I love it. You know? And then so badass is the best translation that we came <laughs> up with. So that's our that's our group for men. Um, I do some live shows in there. Um, so that's really great. Alpha Hippie Podcast um, is available uh, on all fine 
uh, iTunes, Spotify, the, the usual gambit. And then um, I am alpha hippie.com is the, the website and landing page that we're getting all pretty and docked up for any of those things. And uh, Angelo at I am alpha hippie.com. If there's any one out there and also too, um, one of the, the parts of our message that I want to make really clear is um, we are focused on men because I prefer, and my team and I prefer to teach from what we experience. And by no means are we shunning of women. We love women. So we welcome women uh, and their questions and or as a bridge for them to learn more about even what men are going through to develop more empathy with their partners. Yet who we're really speaking to is that overwhelmed man that is looking for more connection with themselves, connection with like-minded men, and more clarity on who they're trying to be, the lifestyle that they really want to live, right? Because the 21st century man, uh, it is overwhelming with information, with a world that is quite different than the ones our parents grew up in. And, um, and even the idea of success is being redefined in this 21st century. And what we're finding is everyone has their own definition of it. And so it's so, so, so amazing. And so, yeah, so anything around there and, uh, Women, please check out the podcast. I'd love to hear more about how we could be supporting you, um, you know, to be, to help you understand men or, or become more empathetic and also better partners. And so that's, that's really our mission right now. I love it, brother. I appreciate all that you're doing. Angela, I know I got mad love for you, man, all the way. Um, and uh, it, it's always a, an honor to see and, and to watch you evolve and grow and, and, and uh, experience, even though we don't talk all the time, uh, it's like we connect and, and just seeing, seeing you evolve through the process has been a true joy on my end. Uh, so appreciate all that you're doing. Appreciate the big change you've made too. Successful CrossFit gym where you were here in Illinois switched over the Cali to do this. And uh, I know you're going to be killing it and doing amazing things as you are. And uh, I, I'm excited to see how this all changes and, and continues to move forward. My brother, Vic, it's a pleasure to be on your show. We are born on the eighth of our months for a reason. And I love you and thank you for allowing me to be here and also share uh, my message with your wonderful audience. Anytime, brother. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Thank you.